This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. From $27 to $35. The Community Foundation of Macon County has announced $20,000 in funding to support Richland and Millican student mental health services. The funding comes from the foundation's Community Works Endowment Fund. Annually, the endowment provides over $200,000 to support education, workforce development, and environmental programming in Macon County. For more stories, podcasts, and videos, stop by and visit us anytime. You can find us on the web at nowdecatur.com. Weirdest Best Picture winner of all time. I'm Chris Foster, Fox News. That's what a lot of people are saying about Oscar Knight's big winner. Not as we- not weird as in undeserving, but weird as in it's a comedy drama action movie set in an infinite number of universes. Everything, everywhere, all at once. This is proof that dreams dream big and dreams do come true. That's Best Actress Michelle Yeoh, co-stars Kate Kwan and Mich- uh, Jamie Lee Curtis win Best Supporting Actor and Actress. Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinert win the Best Director Oscar for that movie. Best Actor goes to Brendan Fraser for his role in The Whale. President Biden gives a speech this morning meant to reassure Americans about the banking system after the collapse of two banks, a small one based in New York and a 16th largest in the country, Silicon Valley Bank. Louisiana Senate Republican Bill Cassidy. We do not want to bail out venture capitalists, period, end of story. But we also don't want to hurt the kind of depositor who put the money in there not thinking it was going to fail because it's really not the depositor's fault, it is the bank's fault. He's on Fox and Friends this morning. A bridge linking Mexico and El Paso, Texas has reopened. Hundreds of migrants were stopped trying to force their way through a checkpoint yesterday. Seven people are still believed to be missing after a suspected smuggling boat crashed off the San Diego, California coast. At least eight people are dead. The crash of two migrants smuggling boats in shallow waters near San Diego marks one of the deadliest maritime human smuggling operations ever off U.S. shores. Officials say a Spanish-speaking woman on one of the boats called 911 on Saturday night to report the incident on Black's Beach, saying there were 15 people on the capsized boat and eight on hers. Coast Guard and San Diego fire rescue crews pulled the bodies of eight adults out of the water, then had to suspend the search due to fog. No additional bodies were found on Sunday. Some of the survivors may have escaped on land, including the 911 caller. Fox's Tanya J. Powers. Police in Houston, Texas say a three-year-old girl accidentally shot and killed her four-year-old sister after finding a loaded pistol in a bedroom. America's listening to Fox News. You know, people ask me all the time, Hannity, what kind of gun should I get? My answer is always the same. I tell them you've got to check out my good friends at Henry Repeating Arms. Let me tell you why. They have over 200 models to choose from in both rimfire and centerfire calibers. They have their brand-new 9mm semi-automatic carbine called the Henry Homesteader. By the way, one of my personal favorites. Now, it's ideal for home, property, business protection. And you can check it out by going to their website, henryusa.com. While you're there, you get a free catalog, free decals, and a list of dealers where you live. And check them out yourself. These are all top quality American-made firearms that are affordable, accurate, and reliable right out of the box. And when you buy a Henry, it'll be backed by their lifetime satisfaction guarantee and their award-winning customer service with experts who can help you. If you're in the market for a high-quality American-made firearm, make sure you go to HenryUSA.com, get your free catalog decals, and a list of dealers where you are. You will love this company. President Biden, according to the Associated Press, has now approved the Willow oil drilling project in Alaska over opposition based on concerns about environmental and climate impacts. Today's 10 years since Jorge Bergoglio was elected Pope Francis. Some Catholic bishops, meantime, are bending the rules for St. Patrick's Day. Catholics don't eat meat on Fridays during the Lent season, though some across the country are getting a free pass. According to a survey from the Denver Catholic Magazine, more than three-quarters of the country's diocesan bishops are offering some relief, substituting the general rule of abstinence from meat with another form of penance or a significant act of charity. And while others, like the Chicago Archdiocese, won't green light corned beef this Friday, It says Catholics who find themselves at an event where meat is served in celebrating St. Patrick may in good conscience substitute the general rule for an appropriate act that upholds the reflective spirit of Lent. Jeff Manasso. Fox News. It's reported that China's President Xi could be just days away from a trip to Russia to meet with 
President Vladimir Putin there. Reuters says the two leaders could meet next week, sooner than previously expected. China is one of the few countries to support Russia diplomatically during the war in Ukraine. The U.S. saying it fears Beijing could be about to offer military assistance. A little over a year ago, the two countries declared a no-limits partnership and President Xi and Putin have met many times. However, this would be the first meeting since the United States started raising concerns about how far China could be prepared to go. Jonathan Savage, Fox News. The brackets are set for the college basketball tournament starting in a few days. The men's top seeds are Alabama, Purdue, Houston, and defending champion Kansas. The women's top seeds are Indiana, Stanford, Virginia Tech, and defending champs South Carolina. Pro Golf, Scotty Scheffler's back at number one in the PGA rankings after winning the Players' Championship. I'm Chris Foster, Fox News. Milliken University is committed to making sure every student has access to a private education at an affordable cost. With this commitment, Milliken provides a personalized financial aid package to every admitted student. To receive your personalized award, just complete the free Milliken application for admission and file your FAFSA. Upon acceptance, Milliken's team will work one-on-one with you to provide a competitive financial aid package that is tailored to fit your needs. Submit your application to Milliken University today at milliken.edu slash apply. At Brintlinger and Earl Funeral Homes, they specialize in many things, like preparing and pre-planning and traditional full-service funeral celebrations. But their number one focus is finding the best way to honor a life. At Brintlinger and Earl, they are the experts at discovering and designing a perfectly customized celebration event to remember. Say goodbye and honor the life of your loved one. Just visit BrintlingerandEarl.com and find out more about how they create unique celebrations of life and, of course, professional, compassionate service from the heart. Here is Nick Smith with your News Channel 20 Storm Team Forecast. Today we have some scattered flurries as a possibility. Cloudy with a high near 36 tonight. Additional chances of flurries and snow showers, mostly cloudy with a low of 23. For Tuesday, sunny and a high of 40. And Wednesday, mostly sunny with a high near 52. Current temperature in downtown Decatur is just 27 degrees. Your WSOY time is 8.06. And this look at your weather brought to you by Brentlinger and Earl Funeral Homes. Good morning and welcome. All right, true or false, this is an actual headline this morning. Giant seaweed blob, twice the width of the U.S., takes aim at Florida. True. Company starts now. Buyers and Company, WSOY, 1340 AM, 103.3 FM, streaming live at nowdecatur.com. Here's a tip. Any headline about Florida is true because it's Florida. Yeah, there's one of my favorite subreddits is called Not the Onion, and it's headlines that you would think were from the onion. But you're right. Uh, many of them originate from things that are actually happening down in Florida. It is hard. You know, I, I blame it on the pregnant chads and the whole nine yards back in the day. Uh, but all the way through Ron DeSantis, it's just sort of it's Florida. I, uh, I you know, you, you go, really? America in 2023? Yep. Florida. Never surprised. And here is the better headline. The better headline is the first sentence of the story from the Hill. Marine scientists are tracking a 5,000-mile-wide seaweed bloom that is so large it can be seen from space. Wow. It's a better headline. Yeah. (laughs) Barreling down, huh? I guess these blooms are, are not anything new, but this could be the largest in history. Yeah, I'd never heard of one that big. 5,000 miles wide. The ocean is such a strange space. I mean, it really is. Like, we know more about outer space than we do that. We're finding prehistoric creatures down there. Oh, uh, yes. I, I mean, anytime they go down, it, it's crazy. But this is like a huge mat of algae uh, drifting between the Atlantic coast uh, of Africa and the Gulf of Mexico. 
and it provides habitat for marine life uh, uh, and absorbs carbon dioxide, but it also can create havoc, according to this story, when it gets closer to shore. Blocks light from reaching coral, negatively impacts the air, even the water co- uh, quality as it decomposes. And this thing's wider than the United States of America. Wow. Give us a nice big green blanket. 5,000 like? miles. Oh, my goodness. How? I mean, you know, think about this. And they've already got, I guess, an algae bloom uh, because of the spring break tourism, you know, how all that impacts. Uh, they've had that red tide, which has caused all their dead fish to wash ashore in droves. Uh, they've got the respiratory irritation for humans and it's cancel events and all. I mean, it, 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 there's a lot going on in Florida right now on top of like COVID and everything else. Yeah, that's crazy. That is so big. I I can't even believe it. But you have to because it's real. So you would think, you know, that they would have things that they're dealing with. This is the whole plot of The Watchmen, which is one of the better comic book series in the history of comic books. Yeah, Watchmen's great. But the whole demented plot was that if we had something bigger to worry about, that we would come together to tackle that and forget all of our divisions. And yet, in Florida, all they're talking about is gay people. They got a 5,000-mile-wide seaweed blanket that's going to hit the whole state. They've got red tide and respiratory issues and algae blooms that are... Breaking out and all they ban books. A lot of problems, some man made. Mostly man made. Yeah. And this is why aliens will eventually land and take over the entire planet. How long do you think we'd last in a battle? Says seconds. Uh, five minutes. Uh, over, you, right? you know, if you had asked me that pre twenty, you know, nineteen, twenty, you know, I would have told you maybe we'd do it. Uh, uh, no chance. We're we're done. It's over. There'll be some pockets. <laughs> some resist, some resistance fighters. And, and here's why. I, I mean, this, this is literally there will be some big cities. They're done immediately because they're they're going to be arguing about the rights of the people who are invading. <laughs> That's funny. I mean, literally, uh, they're done. Some of the red state people will last a little while, but they'll all turn on each other because everyone will want to be king. <laughs> In the boss's great words, poor man want to be rich, rich man want to be king, king ain't satisfied till he rules everything. That will be their undoing. And everybody in the middle will be caught in the crossfire. Fodder. Fodder, <laughs> literally. So I don't even know what this thing looks like, but if you can see it from space, it's a pretty big deal. There's not many things you can see from space like this. Yeah. I've got uh, a little bit of this stuff uh, in my fish tank by design. It's mm-hmm. like a carpet. And all the things that you described it as, it's like here are the benefits of it, and also here are the drawbacks. And something that big is probably way more drawback then it is good. It, parts of Mexico, we're told, prepare for up to three feet of this yeah. buildup on shore. I've seen pictures of it on Miami on Miami Beach already, yeah. and it's turned brown. You know, being outside of the salt water and stuff. But yeah, I don't I don't know what you do with it. Boats, machinery in the water. Yeah. You think about all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the impact is huge. I'm just trying to like imagine something five thousand miles wide. Right. I don't even know how wide the United States is. You said it obviously less than 5,000 miles. Well, yeah, it, it, you know, you can yeah. drive from one coast right. to the other. Obviously. Uh, man, that is, that is humongous. And then think about all the wildlife. That, well, the, yes, but I mean, just think there. about it, even if you don't care about any of that. I mean, your, your power plants and intake valves and everything yeah. that's like, I, I mean, literally marinas could be, you know, inundated. Boats may not be able to navigate Get out, through. Yeah. And then you talk about critical infrastructure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yes, yeah, so this could be supply chain. This could be, you know, the 
I mean, all the different and things. And the like, rotting of something this large. That's what I was talking about with the wildlife. If it's going... The hydrogen sulfide, uh, which is what causes respiratory problems <clears throat> for not only residents, but tourists or anyone who works on the water. Yeah. Uh, they could literally... Uh, they had something in, in Martinique and Guadalupe uh, where thousands of people ended up going to the hospital with breathing, breathing complications from the air that was coming off the piles of this rotting yeah. stuff. Once it hits shore. Yeah. Because you're, you're talking about living organisms and you're also talking about animals or fish or whatever that got in there and burrowed in and mm -hmm. were going to rot and die. And <laughs> oh, that's yeah, not good. And then that sun, it, you know, it's exponential. What they, and here's one of the, the scientists that were, was interviewed by NBC in the story by The Hill that historically, as far back as we have records, that this has been part of the ecosystem. But the scale of it is so much bigger now that he said even five years ago, what we thought of would have been a major bloom mm -hmm. is not even a blip compared to what is now taking place. Wow. So as funny as this may seem, they may have to go, Armageddon movie on this where they need to break it apart and, and move it move it around. I I don't know. I don't know what else you do with it. I'm just telling you. There's a five thousand foot long piece of seaweed hitting <laughs> Florida and they're banning books. Yeah, you don't want it there. No. You don't want that there, guys. Okay. It's easy. It's an easy one. I would think so. <laughs> Uh, I was so glad that, that the, uh, the character Martin Shank was back, uh, in Luther. Oh, nice. I, I, I would suggest to you before you watch the movie, if you haven't already watched it, it's on Netflix. Came out Saturday, I think. Or maybe Friday. The 10th. Uh, so Friday. Yeah. And we watched it Saturday night. Really good, really dark. Andy Circus is pretty good as the, the villain. There is a new DCI in charge of the, the old department that Luther worked in a female character who's really powerful and strong and the dynamic really worked there. There's some man, dark crime. I mean, some of the, you know, he always would go after serial killers and people like this, but some of this stuff is unbelievable. Yeah. Good. Dark. Very dark. <clears throat> Idris Elba is great. And the ending, I, I don't know. I, I'm not complaining. I mean, it, it was a really solid movie. I felt like it got a little off the rails at the end, but certainly overall very much worth watching. Good. But I, I would go back and watch, if if nothing else, the season finale of season five, which was the last season it was on, to give you some context as to where it starts. You don't have to because mm -hmm. it kind of gives you a little bit of that. But I had forgotten completely yeah. how it ended. That's uh, I've always told you that's one of my best superpowers. I can forget and watch it anew. Well, every time. I, I think it's because it was so long in between. You know, you got seasons one mm -hmm. and two, and nobody even knew about them. They were already on Netflix, right? And then you had to wait and wait and wait. I mean, it started in 2010. I know, I know. I so between to... 2010 and 2020, they did five seasons in ten years, and their seasons were like four episodes. One season was two episodes, right? Yeah, it was tiny. And that's because he became a huge star, mm -hmm. and then it was in between doing this project or that project, and anyway, very, very good. He was at the Oscars last night. Mm -hmm. On the champagne carpet? Yeah, he looked good, too. Did he? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he, he still very much looks the part. Mm -hmm. One last hurrah, kind of. And, and they leave it open. I think that there'll be more of this, oh, cool. given the success. He seems to be pretty well aware of his... I don't want to call it roots, but where his position is. I know? read an interview with him and Neil Cross, who's the mm -hmm. creator of the show. And, and he, he said, this is one of my legacy characters, mm -hmm. you know, and Stringer Bell died. So there's no going back to that. Right. But this is something that was so important to him in his career. You feel like there's going to be a soft spot there right. to maybe go back if mm -hmm. the stuff's right. Yeah. I get the sense that he's a guy that's trying to play the game the right way and honor the fans and the and the materials and be selective about his projects and that's why he's doing so many TV commercials. Yeah, yeah. that doesn't really stack up. No, no, no. For his film, I mean, he's I paying the bills over here. But <laughs> I know. Yeah. I'm just saying because he could be doing the opposite. I know. Uh, all right. So, do you know anything about the Players Championship? And this isn't Live Golf, Mayor and Lindsay. This is the PGA. Yeah. Um, th this I, is 
it's if there was a fifth major, this would oh, be it. Yeah, this is the one where you, you qualify. No, no. Wait, well, yeah, there's. You have I mean, to be a top fifty, and it's only fifty, right? No, there's more, but but top fifty are you know most of them are there to play. Pretty large prize money. It's considered to be like after the PGA Championship, the U.S. Open, the British, yeah. and the Masters, kind of the fifth major. Uh, a lot of points available that you're trying to get to at that end of the year, that FedEx points thing or yeah. whatever. But it's it's mainly known for this island green. This mm-hmm. is the thing that I think non-golfers can understand about the, the nerves. It's a 135-yard hole. I mean, mm-hmm. this isn't... I, I mean, of all the things professional golfers do, a 135-yard wedge shot is not even at near the top of the list of something that's intimidating. Mm-hmm. Except... When you put this green right out in the middle, surrounded 360 by water. Wow. And How do I they saw get out to it. There's a little bridge thing oh, that okay. walks out to it that's grass. Uh, uh, so they had a really interesting piece, and this was on NBC because Mike Tirico was part of the coverage, and where they, they followed a weekend of just like where they had a camera out, they had multiple cameras out there with just amateurs playing the hole like over an entire weekend. Oh, that's kind of fun. And they had like the nuclear warhead thing from like, you know, the Matthew Broderick <laughs> yeah. movie of sure. like showing you all the shots. Yeah, the scatter shot. And how many of those ended up in the water, you know, with just amateur players. But yesterday, so Saturday was like the the weather was perfect and and they the flags were placed. I mean, it was the most exciting golf I have seen in a long time on Saturday because they let the players go out there and play. Mm. Like they didn't make it. It wasn't hard. The weather was perfect. The pins were perfect. And it was just nothing but birdies and like chip-ins and people holing out from the fairway. I mean, all day long. Good crowd too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But they've got this stadium. It's called the stadium, of course, mm-hmm. around this tee in, in this green at 17, which is like, un, I mean, it, you, you think about the crazy stuff you see in Phoenix, you know, like yeah. that size, but they're not acting like idiots. <laughs> they're loud. Yeah. But they're not acting like idiots. A guy from England had a hole-in-one on that 17 on Saturday, and the place just went nuts, but in a a way that's not throwing beer cans at people. Did you say hole-in-one on 17? The the par three, yeah. Wow, nice. Yeah. I mean, it was great. One of those shots that lands and then backs up and rolls oh, back and yeah. rolls in. You know, the whole place is like watching tension, you know, the whole, and then they just they go crazy. Cool. It's a cool setting. Mm-hmm. And Sunday, in fact, there was a guy. Uh, Hoagie, I, I can't remember his name, who literally, you know, because they had rain on Friday, they had to, like, sometimes had to finish their Friday round on Saturday morning and then find out whether they made the cut or not to be able to stay for the weekend. And a guy who was literally thought he would, was missing the cut, he's trying to make plane reservations, ends up shooting the, the record round of the players championship after he thought he was flying home that day. Oh, that's cool. I mean, unbelievable. The way you describe this, for me, I, I don't have the uh, the uh, palette for four hours or whatever, an all day, but I can't wait to see this condensed as a, as next full swing. Yeah. I, I love that storytelling. I like what you're telling well, there me. was just all kinds of great yeah. stories. You know, there was a young kid uh, from Australia, you, you know, who was in the final pairing, you know, and he had a disastrous day uh, and, and came this close because he missed a putt on the very last hole. Even though he wasn't going to win the tournament, that putt would have given him his full PGA Tour oh, stats. Oh, no. Would have made his card, huh? Yep. Oh. I mean, there's so many stories inside the story. Guy who came out of nowhere on Sunday, literally like 10 shots out of it, ends up second place on his own. And by ending up second place, I mean, it was like another $2 million in prize money. Did, isn't this the one that has like the 12 or $18 million purse that's disproportionate to all the others? Uh, yeah, there's a few of those. And they've kind of changed that around to make some concentration on some bigger events yeah. throughout the year. Anyway, really good stuff. But uh, Scotty Sheffer ends up winning. And he's just a likable guy all the way around. He's a guy, I'm telling you right now, he's playing at a Tiger Woods level, which is not an exaggeration. Right. Right. I do know that about him. He is ahead. He might even be ahead of the pace a little bit. No, 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 no. Not even close. 
um, it, it, this is where everybody gets going with the, uh, the over, you know, he, he was out there for a while without doing anything. He came in as a very much like in college. He was one of the big studs, uh, along with Jordan Spieth and along with Justin Thomas, Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth came out of the tour and won right really right soon. Mm-hmm. This guy took a long time, but the last year, year and two months, you know, he's won unbelievable. I mean, he's been that's, on a roll. That's what I had read about was there's a, a window of what, 18 months or yeah, he's only 26 months or years old, but he basically came out, you know, he came out of college 21, 22. First couple of years he was on the PGA tour. He didn't win anything. And then he just caught fire last year, he ended up winning the Masters. And now there's three people that have owned the Players Championship and the Masters at the same time in the history of golf. Jack Nicholas, Tiger Woods, Scotty Scheffler. Good company, man. Yeah. And a likable guy. And then was even more likable in Full Swing, the Netflix series, if you haven't watched that, which is full of these kind of stories. You know, right. it's really not about who wins or loses the tournament. That's part of it. And to me, there's people look at golf as like one dimensional, just guys in plaid pants or like whatever going around and doing. There's always a million stories going on. Yeah, that that show captivated me to where I would like to keep watching it. Mm -hmm. I I really enjoyed learning all that. Like I said, I just I don't have any interest in watching everybody line up. And, you know, that that part's not for me. But if you can fast forward through it and show me the highlights and wrap the stories around it, it's a great game. I see why people like it. Yep. And then, as you asked about the money, it was $25 million purse. Total uh, purse? Yeah, at yep. this uh, thing here. And, uh, hang on a second. These pop-ups. What is it about newspaper websites? <laughs> like it's so hard to go to. Is it like just annoying? Yeah. And then why would you want to buy anything that's being advertised that way? You don't. You want a race to close it, yeah. unfortunately. So that hoagie was six over. He had a 78 on Thursday. He double bogeyed a third of his holes on his second round and booked a flight home. And then literally set a PGA uh, Players Championship record score. Do you end up making some money? Oh, yeah. Yeah, good. <laughs> you can pay for that. Yeah, he can't. $1.475 million wow, is what okay. he walked away it's with. Worth sticking around for. Huh? Good job, Hoagie. Yeah. Uh, Scotty Sheffer made $4.5 million uh, yesterday as the winner. Now, uh, Terrell Hatton, who was the guy who ended up charging back, I mean, he was like 10 shots down, ended up in second place all along because there were a whole bunch of people at the top of the field. The difference was he made $2.725 million versus tied for third, which made $1.475 million. So he made more than a million dollars. Wow. For himself just by having that round. Yeah, that, and when you tie, you gotta take the two prizes, add them together and divide them in half. (laughs) It's like, oh man. So there, anyway, there, there's uh, like the last hour of the tournament, people coming to 17, I mean, they were just gurgle, gurgle, like, I mean, they were putting in the water. I mean, it was just because the wind was blowing. They had a stadium wrapped around. And so, um, NBC had two wind things for you. The wind that the players were feeling on the tee box versus the wind that was actually up in the air where their shots end up, oh, right? That's neat. And so it would be two miles an hour with them, like moving towards the green, but it would be 17 miles an hour to the left up top. And there were people 15 yards short, 15 yards long. I mean, it was just dunk, 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 dunk all day long. Max Homa ended up double bogey. I mean, it was a slaughterhouse. Wow. So if it gets in the water, do they put it on the island or on no, the outside? No, no, you got to come back because oh. if you hit. It's where it crosses, right? Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. So you can either retee or you, they have a drop, you know, box mm-hmm. or circle or whatever they call it, drop zone. And I just, then I kept thinking about it. He had a five shot lead, but man, they had me so nervous by the time he got up there. It was like, this guy's 26 years old. Yeah, he's, I, you know, and that's where I think Paul Eisinger is actually good and, and the fans hate him and Twitter hates him. They are destroying him. I, I know, but don't they do that with everybody? I mean, like, it's rising to a level that it's like popped through. Uh, I, and I don't know why. They said he, he's, he has a favorite that, that was part of it. I didn't really want to read much of it, but he, his favorite guy wasn't doing that well or his pick or whatever. And, and, and they, 
<laughs> just people mad about this Paul Azinger guy. Oh, I, I, I think that's ridiculous. I think what he does is give a person who's done this at a very high level uh, an inside look to the nerves and the pressure and that you, that it's co- something you constantly have to fight out there. If something goes really bad, if something goes really good, you know, you could, your emotions can take you both sides and, and the idea of keeping, you know, your inner side, I, 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 I it may be too much of the same thing, too repetitive, but I got to tell you, as I was sitting there, Watching this uh, unfold live, which how many you know things do we do with that anymore? I was honest to God. I could feel it like in my stomach when he, you know, when Scotty Scheffler got to the tee at 17, like, oh, my God. I mean, he's got a five-stroke lead. I mean, normally that's like you're done. Everybody can go home. But it could go sideways real in bad right here. In a heartbeat. And I've watched an hour and a half of it doing that exact same thing to a whole bunch of people. When he lined up and hit that tee shot, it's 135 yards. I mean, I don't know how in the world they've managed to make a 135-yard wedge shot this nerve-wracking, but they have. And it's beautiful. I mean, the the, the layout, the course, yeah. the whole thing. But when he landed on the green, even he blew out. I mean, you could see him exhale. Oh, yeah. that That's my favorite part of that show, believe it or not, of uh, the full swing, are the last hole yep. uh, where you, you go, uh-oh. <laughs> no, right. don't do it. Come on, man. You've done this whole week and don't do it. Oh. You know, and he just, there it is, and you watch that air. And, and, and well, oh. and there's the, the there's the famous times when it did work out. I mean, Greg Norman losing to Nick Faldo at the Masters. You know, what do you have, a nine-shot lead going into Sunday? Choked it all up? Yeah. Nothing worse than watching somebody gag like that. And then they have to go stand at a podium and answer questions. Oh. About, oh, just in their own. Oh man, it's heartbreaking. The crowd, the excitement, that green, and and then everybody forgets that the eighteen, the the final hole is just as tough because the whole left side is like water. It's tight all the way down. Uh, but he did great. And yeah, so if up, you give up three of those, nope, and then you got but he two. Didn't, he didn't give up any of it. He managed to go par, par, uh, nice. and win with a five-shot lead, which is, you know, that was great. And his whole family and his 88-year-old grandmother who walked the entire course both days, Saturday and Sunday, oh. with one of those walker things. Yeah, tennis balls? Uh, <laughs> she had the tennis balls on the front? I don't know. <laughs> Probably. For what? Don't they all have tennis balls on the bottom of the walkers? Don't they roll? Yeah, but they're still for the brakes, so you can. Put the- oh, so what, I don't. <laughs> I'm also not, to help you slide on I'm the hard. Not that old yet, <laughs> but God bless her. And she just looked like a like out of casting, oh, like if they had literally hired an actress to play his grandmother. That's awesome. Cool, she got to share that moment, isn't it? Mm-hmm. All right, let's take a break. When we get back here, um, you could replace Siri with Chat GPT now. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> I, I'm kind of afraid to invite it in. <laughs> uh, Bing has already brought Chat GPT in. Have they? Yeah. But I'm I'm afraid to bring it in. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Is, is that crazy? Uh. Uh-uh. No, not crazy. Should I have reservations about just going here? Come on in. Yes, absolutely. It's like the vampire, you know, that you have to invite in. Mm-hmm. Don't you have to? Like, wasn't that the the myth? Yes, you have to invite them in. Yeah. yeah. But once you do, it's no. never going to work out. Nope. You know how this is going to end. You're going to be a bat later. Yes. All right. We'll take a break. Back with more right after this. Stay tuned. Update your home with beautiful cabinets from Dura Supreme. Our complimentary custom design includes pricing and renderings to keep you in budget. And with a broad selection of woods and colors to choose from, you can have it all. We must secure the future for our youth. I'm Bill Clevenger, candidate for the Decatur School Board. Our school system is facing serious challenges. We need strong and experienced leadership to address them. I bring over 40 years of proven community leadership and fiscal accountability to the board. My commitment to you is a laser focus on improving academic achievement, safety and security, and board governance. Please vote Bill Clevenger for Decatur School Board. Paid for by friends of Bill Clevenger. Favorite? 
brands and spring merchandise is arriving daily at Shop on Main in the Party Shop, downtown Decatur. From soft pastels to vivid brights, we have skirts, shorts, dresses, and pants. We have new spring and Easter decor, including the fabulous water globes, fuzzy bunnies, and awesome balloons. Daily deliveries keep us busy. Stop in soon and see what's new. 407 and 411 North Main. Shop small and shop local. Registration is now open for the Zoo Open on May 19th. This Decatur Park District's Foundation Golf Outing is one of the best of the year and includes a great day of golf, lunch, tea gift, and games. Fee is just $150 per player, and all proceeds benefit Scoville Zoo. Join the fun Friday, May 19th at the Hickory Point Golf Club. To register, call 217-422-5911. That's 217-422-5911. Or visit BehindEveryExperience.com. and Company, streaming live at NowDecatur.com. Very early Madonna. That would be uh, from the movie she did, Desperately Seeking Susan. Susan. Yep. That's right. Uh, there you have it. Uh, okay. The, by the way, quickly, uh, there is a, the making of The Last of Us, which became available on HBO Max last night, right after the episode, uh, aired for the season finale. I haven't watched it yet, but if you like that behind the scenes stuff. I've seen some really good photos of the before and after on the landscape. Yeah. And how they overlay. I, totally I like that about that. the Marvel stuff. You know, yeah. they do that on Disney quite a bit. Like mm-hmm. when there's a TV series ends and they give you the making yeah. of. Yeah. I love learning that stuff. It's yeah. so cool. Did it with the Mandalorian mm-hmm. too. All right. So chat GPT. Like I, how much do you use or do you at all use like the, well, I want to use the names, but you know, the names. Like either with your the digital assistants or your phone, mm-hmm. the ones baked into your yes to your um your devices, your Alexa devices. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yes, I I'm really annoyed at her in particular right <laughs> now. Yeah, and, and it, it all has to do with Amazon shopping. Mm-hmm. Like I'm tired of the notifications that where the ring turns yellow and then it looks all funky and blinks and does everything it can to grab your attention. And then you go, uh, you access the notification. Mm -hmm. It's some deal because you bought a book. Here's what you, and it's like, leave me alone. I'm not looking for this. Yeah, you'd have to get in and tinker with your settings probably. But, well, I mean, but turn yeah. off notifications. Yeah. But but I don't want a notification of what you think I might like because I bought something else. Right. I'm not looking for it. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Okay. So I don't use, like, I, I generally turn this on more accidentally than I do on I, purpose. I The only thing that I use it for is what song is this? Okay. Uh, really. Uh, every Usually it's accidental. I don't rely on them in that way. So I was reading in on a website uh, yesterday afternoon that literally instructions on how to replace Siri with chat GPT on your iPhone. Hmm. And I thought to myself, I don't know why I would do this. Yeah, I don't know either. I mean, because the one is not the other. Right. Yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure That's they're the all aim. moving that way. Yeah, in fact, so Microsoft, their voice assistant's name was Cortana. Yeah, which, which was always thought was weird. Well, it's the, it was the name of, of the voice assistant in Halo, uh, which is a franchise owned by Microsoft. So it was... It was no, con- I get that, but I, I just... I don't know. It doesn't roll off the tongue if you're not like a like a member of that community. Well, that's Siri, Alexa. I mean, they're they're all yeah, whatever. But anyway, so they abandoned that project and they have embraced ChatGPT to roll in in that service where they were ahead of it. And and uh, Amazon is heavily backing off of Alexa, like at a, a rate that it's going to go out of business very soon, um, and and in favor of artificial intelligence. So this this is where it's going. It, it, the writing isn't on the wall. It's already been printed. This is where we're going to go. Okay. So because there is a 
I want to word this without sounding like the old guy. Um, literally, because we can, should we? I, I mean, I think those are questions that we've kind of broken through a barrier that we don't even ask anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that, that's exactly right. Well, we, we've talked about that for years. That's exactly right. And because it's there right now, does that mean I should go take it even though I, I mean, because it's the thing? No, it, it depends on your use. And if you, it, right now it's very good for exploring your specific tasks, but general use of, you know, turn on my lights and things like that. You've already got something in place that you know, and I guess to some degree trust. So why reinvent the wheel? But later on, it'll be a seamless transition, mm-hmm. especially at Apple. You know, when they're ready to flip the switch into. Okay. In, so right now you need an open AI account uh-huh. to do this mm-hmm. and you need something called an API key. Mm-hmm. What is that? So at, for lack of a better word, you register with them that you're a developer. Okay. And then it gives you it like a, a trailer hitch to hook up to your truck, meaning uh, they'll, they'll feed in this data if you have some way of outputting it and doing something else. Okay, so I don't know how else to to simplify that, but you're you're basically their coding and their unit is there for you to use. But if you gave a random guy a key, what would he do? I don't where would I put that? Mm -hmm. So, well, I'm looking at the directions. It uh seems like even I could figure out how to do this. Mm -hmm. But my my question is, I'm opening myself up to a lot of areas here. Potentially, yeah. I, I don't know how, potentially. I, I mean, literally, not only am I just inviting this godlike thing into my phone, <laughs> I'm also going through a third party to do it. <laughs> yeah. It, you know, again, you've, you've already done that to many levels, but not that that makes it okay. I mean, that's where we're at. It's just another one. Yeah, but, but my solitaire game isn't doing its own creating. <laughs> <laughs> no. But the data is going somewhere to the I, creator. I, I, no, I, I get that. But I'm saying, and I'm willing to get served stupid ads. That, By the way, um, speaking of like newspapers and doing the dumb stuff with the pop-up ads, I have noticed recently like that if you do play games or you do uh, the stuff that's getting served to you, um, it, they literally are making it impossible to X out of. <laughs> yeah. And once again, does that serve any purpose other than clickbait kind of numbers to people? Nope, just that. And people that that uh, they would rather the ones that want to click make it easier than the ones that want to close it. So that's just what they do. Okay, but I've noticed more and more of that. Like oh, you yeah. go right to the X and yep. it doesn't work and it pulls up the mm-hmm. Google or the the Apple store, you, you know, yep. to download whatever it is they're advertising to. And, and I keep thinking, you know, that this is working, I guess, for some people in advertising right now, but it doesn't seem like a very long-term approach to anything. No. this What you're talking about on the front end, this AI and this learned language is where advertising needs to go and will go to where it will say, hey, that blue shirt you had your eye on is available. Click here to buy it. Well, they're already doing that. I mean, like, to the tune of, hey, you just walked by the store. It's over there. I still think they're kind of already <laughs> doing that. They are, but it'll, it'll become far yeah, more. It, yeah. More sophisticated. But, but this whole idea, I mean, you've got an entire industry with newspapers that are just doing this clickbait stuff. Yeah. And I don't get it. They're it's not ads I want. No. It's not anything I care about. It's in the way of what I'm there for, if I'm there at all. Yeah. That just seems like recipe for like nowhere near growth. I don't see how you you could go forward with that. And and I'm not uh, without content that is so needed. Right. But that's the part. Well, well, that's the whole other other side of that. Is it really content? I can't get somewhere else. Exactly right. Yep. Really interesting to see where all this lands. I mean, I know that we're, you know, on the verge of, of even as advanced as we have become over the last 10 years, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. 10 years making up 100 years worth of technology. I feel like the next two are going to be even twice that. Yeah, we're, we're right on that. Um, and when the competitors come into the space a little bit bigger, yeah. let me give you a real easy, cool example of something that I did, I thought, using the chat GPT that's built into Bing, um, the Microsoft search engine. I asked it for... Um, the performance of the Atlanta Falcons first round draft picks since 2008. Mm-hmm. What it did was it pulled up, it goes searching for, and it tells you what it is and you can do it conversationally. And then it printed out a list of each of them, 
with little nuggets of what their performance was and then cited sources that I could click. Okay, so tell me, because I, you know, for me, I honestly thought Bing was kind of like a thing of the past, Mm -hmm. you you know. I mean, it was much, it was originally a very big deal, I mean, when there was not a lot of search engines. Yeah, they purchased Yahoo's search technology and merged with them, and and it's now kind of baked into the whole Microsoft ecosystem. Okay, so how big, I mean, versus Google, where where is it? It's not. Okay. Because there's Google and everything else, but they are everything else. Okay. Um, so, I mean. The, but, I mean, for a while, Bing kind of became mm-hmm. sort of. A thought. A, that, an afterthought, right? Yeah. But it, but they're, they're strong. There's a lot of things you can do with it. But, you, like I said, they they are doing a beta rollout of that. But it was so cool because rather than, like, here's an article that might come close, it comprised, like, 20 different articles and sorted the data and gave me links to go hmm. to verify them myself. Interesting. Yeah, it was, it, I was really impressed with that type of search, um, that it really did change the way I can think about searching for things. Otherwise, I would have had to cobble that together. I got you. Yep. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about some of the possibilities, actually most of the possibilities, but I know what, what comes with it. It's pretty dangerous. <laughs> and, and they've now. That's what I'm just like. I, I just, I feel like. Like I'm at the headquarters of Cyberdyne or whatever the hell the name of it was, right? Mm-hmm. And there's the hand. Yeah, you're right. And they, Microsoft also just released a, uh, uh, in beta their design project where you can go make your, these images and stuff. And, and in their little ad, it says, don't have a picture of a Dalmatian? Use a Dolly too to generate one, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, we're already there to now your PowerPoint presentations. No, and stuff. I, I, I get it. It's also, they, they ask you, uh, uh, Dolly too, what's the end of the world look like? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Got some pretty interesting results. They just saying they can't get hands, right? They just, the hands are terrible in that 12 fingers. Well, they're, they're checking out the Kardashian Instagram. Account. <laughs> All right. Yeah. They, they learned it. Yeah. That's how they know all the things have been photoshopped because the hands all look weird. <laughs> yeah, that's funny that the AI looks at so many fake images that they're getting a distorted image of what humans look like. That's that's very interesting. I'm, I'm just saying. I mean, you're you're right. All right, let's do the break. We'll be back with more right after this. At Busey Bank, we're proud to connect communities through financial outreach and economic opportunity. Building a stronger, more vibrant community, Busey offers tools and resources to individuals, families, and business owners to achieve financial success. Building strong financial futures, one family, one street, one city at a time. Busey Bank, member FDIC, proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. Hi, this is Amy from Gustafson & Associates. These days, changes to the tax laws happen fast and with little guidance. If you have questions about child tax credits, solar energy or electric vehicle credits, or taxation of your retirement benefits, you can trust the experts at Gustafson & Associates to answer your questions and prepare an accurate tax return. When you want to save time, money, and headaches, trust Gustafson & Associates to give you a hand. With our skill and knowledge of the latest tax laws, our experienced accountants will help you claim the deductions you are entitled to and make sure you get the biggest refund possible. Call 875-2500 and have the same person take care of your taxes every year. Someone you know and trust. Someone who is there to answer your questions all year long. Get the professionals who deliver personal service. Gustafson and Associates, 875-2500, located at 1525 East Hubbard Avenue Indicator on the corner of Woodford and Hubbard, directly across from Staley Credit Union. Abraham Lincoln had already made one trip down the Mississippi River to New Orleans when his family settled west of Decatur in 1830. One day, he would climb aboard a steamboat at Beardstown to see if the Sangamon River could carry the steamboat to Springfield. I'm Don Chamberlain, local historian, and I invite you to the Decatur Public Library at 2 p.m. Saturday, March 18th for a free presentation about Lincoln, the Riverman, co-sponsored by the Friends of Lincoln Trail Homestead State Park and the Macon County Conservation District. Hope to see you there. Memorial care is how you start to feel better. Primary care, urgent care, virtual care. Memorial care is how health begins. Visit memorial.health. 
It's time for the 2023 St. Teresa High School Mega Raffle. This annual fundraiser helps St. Teresa offer a faith-based education to students in the area. Tickets are now on sale, and you can have a chance to win $100,000. Take advantage of the special bundles by purchasing multiple tickets, increasing your odds of winning. Only 5,000 tickets will be sold. How would winning $100,000 change your life? Buy your tickets today by calling 217-875-7950 or online at sttmega.com. You're listening to Buyers and Company, streaming live at NowDecatur.com. I remember having this as a single cassette, you know, where you had two songs. Yep. And remember it playing it vividly, like just it was before the movie came out, that song was released, before the soundtrack was released. And that was like when they would put out singles. With the little cardboard sleeve, that's cassette singles that were in sleeves instead of the jewel cases? No, they were in the jewel cases. Okay. Um, but just re- just listening to that and, and realizing that that was just different than anything else at the time. Yeah. I, I mean, not having the nuance to know now what it is and what it was with Prince, but knowing that that's just, that guy's just at a different level. Yeah. It's good awareness to have at that time. I mean, when Doves Cry, it's a great song. I mean, it holds up to the day. I mean, to this very day. Right. Which all the Prince stuff does. Mm-hmm. He's super influential. People looked at him and go, "Wow, that that's his style. His uh, the way he talks. Yeah, everything. His, everything. Just Butt cheeks. <laughs> yeah. So unique. <laughs> Such a unique. Even the name. You know. Uh, and then the former name. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, always good stuff. But I, I recall, you know, very much so because at the time. Uh, I think Let's Dance was out by David Bowie. There was some really good stuff that was out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, what's what's the guy's name? Uh, Burn, Dave, uh, David Byrne? Or what is that guy's name? Musician. Last night, Rihanna played and so did Lady Gaga. But, uh, oh, my gosh, I'm drawn to About the Talking Heads guy? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he he performed as well. It was pretty good. What did he do? Play. He has a song from Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Oh, he did? Yeah. Okay, yeah, David Byrne, um, Chris France, and Tina uh, Weymouth, uh, Jerry Harrison. Uh, the Talking Heads were great. Mm-hmm. They, they were very different. Right. You, know, you either liked them or you didn't. That's what made me think of it, Prince being so different. Yeah, but Prince was popular and different, mm-hmm. which is really <laughs> a unique thing. Right. You, you know, he was literally the, the, the movie that everybody loves and actually gets an Academy Award. Right. Do you know where he, like, how he popped into the meteoric? Like, did he, did yeah, he grind of, the circuit? Or? Yes. In, in Minnesota and in, in Minneapolis and that area, uh-huh. uh, you know, he was very, very big. Okay. And then had an album or two that didn't really do as much. And then the whole Purple Rain thing landed on everybody. Movie, okay. the whole nine yards. And the movie, crazily enough, if you go back and watch it, it was like Morris Day in the time that did like the movie heavy right. lifting in the movie. Sure. Yeah. He just played the guy with the eyelashes that rides the motorcycle with Apollonia. <laughs> That's right. And then the live performances because he wasn't a great actor. Uh, he did another movie or two after that. I don't remember those. There's one in black and white. Oh, I definitely don't remember. It had that. a pretty good soundtrack, but wasn't nearly, uh, I mean, the thing. Uh, but yeah, you just kind of knew with that first song. I mean, even when you think about those opening, when you play when doves cry, it just doesn't sound like anything mm-hmm. else. And it didn't, certainly didn't sound like anything at the time. Mm-hmm. The cherry moon under the cherry moon. That, yeah. Under the cherry moon is a movie. I don't remember if it was him or not. Yeah. Huh. I think it had Kristen, uh, Scott Thomas in it. I don't know who that is. Uh, she was like four weddings and a funeral. Oh, yeah, okay. I mean, she's been in a lot yeah. of the, you know, mm-hmm. She was one of the great Brits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 1986. Nailed it. Romantic comedy, drama, musical comedy, drama, romantic musical comedy, <laughs> drama. Uh, and he also directed the film. Hmm. Interesting. Time uh, to go. I, I have not seen that movie since 1986, by the way. I don't know if I 
If I did, I was like seven years old. I don't remember. It was Kristen Scott Thomas's first feature film. Oh, wow. And I'm pretty sure she is, uh, she has a five-time BAFTA award, uh, nominated for Academy Award for The English Patient. She was in uh, Mission Impossible, uh, the very first one, Gosford Park, The Valet, Tell No One, uh, The Horse Whisperer, quite a few things. But that was her first one. Wow, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Prince was an interesting dude. I mean, just in life. He was very shy. Mm -hmm. I heard an interview with Kevin Smith, the director, who Prince was one of his idols. And he went to set up, uh, went back when you'd use actual film, to do an interview at his place in Minnesota. I forget the name of it. It's not Neverland. His mansion, yes. Yeah, whatever Uh, his is called. Raspberry, oh, what's it called? I'm I'm not going to remember, but he said that when he got there, his staff told him, hey, Prince is a weird guy. Mm -hmm. He doesn't understand the concept of no. He goes, well, we deal with that. We're Hollywood. He goes, no, let me give you an example. It could be (laughs) 2.30 a.m. And he might say, hey, I need a camel here in the next 20 minutes. Right. And really think that that's going to happen. Uh And so he he said when he went and did this interview, he went to the restroom and the music in the restroom was like Purple Rain at full blast on loop. Okay, he's like, this is super weird. Got to the point where he's on he's filming Prince in an interview and the film runs out. He hears the click Mm. and he's like, uh. I'm just going to let him keep going because Prince just babbling, babbling, babbling. He said he, I did half an interview on film and the other half too scared to tell him we're out of film. Paisley Park. Paisley Park. Good call on that. Yeah. Good call. Uh, yeah. I, I, by all accounts, uh, wasn't there like a, a, a meeting between him and Michael Jackson that was like famous? Yes. Yes. I don't remember the details around it, but I absolutely do remember that. It's, it's so crazy that you have this altered reality that people have to kind of navigate around and through. And it is, I, I feel like that's far more common than you would imagine in that yeah. arena. Yeah. There are elements of it that trickle down to ones that aren't as big as Prince that you, you kind of get near and you go, whoa, why? Why are we being? What's wrong with the web? See, this is the, would Chat GPT give me Princess Diana instead of Prince? <laughs> probably right. <laughs> we probably would. Uh, and Charlie Murphy talking about playing basketball with uh, with Prince on the Chappelle Show. I know you saw that. Uh, oh yeah. So weird. <laughs> Big basketball fan. Uh, for sure. Uh, all right. Well, there you go. There's your Prince news. And it all started with. By the way, that movie. Uh, was a box office bomb. It, it had five Golden Raspberry Awards and oh. tied with Howard the Duck as the worst picture That's of crazy. the year. And and Howard the Duck has made a resurgence as like a cult film now. Really? Yeah, it has. I mean, I believe you. I don't know why it's a terrible film. It isn't very good at all. As a kid, it was confusing. Well, you, you probably didn't spend a lot of time reading Howard the Duck in comics. Right. I'm thinking Daffy. I'm thinking Donald. No, no. <laughs> no this is Archie that. Bunker. Yeah, right. It was a weird show for a kid. <laughs> <laughs> is it Leah Thompson? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tim Robbins was also in that I like movie. Tim Robbins. Is Nuke Lelouch? Did he, did he peak with that? Mm, no. Andy uh, and Shawshank. Uh okay yeah, yeah that's probably a pretty good call yeah. what not else? the Hudsucker proxy no <laughs> but yeah Shawshank's where he topped out uh Bull Durham and and I think Shawshank yeah. right yep decent career otherwise he's fine in most everything he does but that's that's where it's at and, and then he was like really famous for like being involved with like Susan Sarandon right that's right okay I haven't seen him in a while yeah me neither I don't think. And if I did, I've forgotten about it. There was an HBO comedy called The Brink. Didn't see it. That was 2015. And in uh, Here and Now in 2018. Yeah, I, I don't know. He's a guy kind of like just sort of disappeared. Huh. Maybe they just make so much money they get done, right? Yeah, done enough. Cashing out. I don't know. Why not? Okay. Um, a lot to get to this week. We've got a, uh, an action-packed week ahead uh, trying to get everything uh, all crammed in here. Uh, and we'll be uh, 
having our we're inviting our school board candidates in and council candidates as well between now and election day. Good. I could use a little schooling on on both. Could you? Yeah. You want to just do them yourself? All right. <laughs> Go get a donut and some coffee. I got this. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Appreciate it. Uh, tomorrow, Dale Coley will have the Community Foundation in, Kyle and Cole. It uh, will be a lot of fun. Uh, all right. Good to be back with you. Thank you for being here with us. Have a great day, and we will see you bright and early tomorrow at 6 a.m. If you missed any of the show today, podcasts are available at Nauticator.com, driven by the Bob Brady Auto Group. We'll see you tomorrow. WSOY Decatur and W277DB Decatur. WSOY, 1340 AM and 103.3 FM. Streaming live at NowDecatur.com. This is RJ Crace with your stories now brought to you by Jesse Heating and Air. Great products and great people treating you like you want to be treated since 1979. The HSHS Medical Group celebrated the grand opening of its health center at Millican. The new health center provides access to nurse-led care in a walk-in clinic format. Clinicians are available from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. Monday through Friday. The location of the Millican University HSHS Medical Group Health Center is 150 Fairview Avenue in Decatur. The first five students have graduated from the Earn While You Learn collab. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.